The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Shirley. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Fab, a segment of the Forever Fab podcast where I review products, services, experiences, and frankly, whatever, (laughs) in 15 minutes or less. If the full-length podcast is a couture dress, for example, then 15 Minutes of Fab is like a button-down French cuff white shirt paired with leather leggings. If you don't have time to tune into the full-length podcast, then check out 15 Minutes of Fab, just a small dose. Some have considered it truth and beauty or plastic surgery secrets or as a nerdy or academic take on wellness and beauty with a dash of fashion. Consider it what you may. My aim is to engage you as a credible and authoritative voice in most, most, if not all aspects of beauty and wellness with a dash of fashion. That includes products, wellness services, technologies, innovations, new scientific research, and plastic surgery. As the founder of Holistic Plastic Surgery, my approach to beauty is through a lens of wellness that's grounded in science, backed by medical study and research, strengthened by my clinical experience, and bolstered by my surgical training with the use of principles and techniques of plastic surgery. And then there's my love of fashion. Of course, I feel uniquely qualified to talk with you about beauty, wellness, aesthetics, and plastic surgery, as well as products and services within those spaces, not only because of my extensive, and may I add expensive training and expansive background, but also because I'm one of you. Many of the human issues around aging and being being a fierce fab person, as well as an agent for positive change. I live these too, and I try. You're not alone. So together we can help the world become a more beautiful, forever fab place. So if you'll have me and give me at least 15 minutes of your time, let's get at it. In this new year, I've decided that it will be one of expansion and discovery. So I'll explore all sorts of topics, near and possibly far-fetched, while still focusing on the topics that make the forever fab podcast, well, fabulous, namely fashion, the art of living well or wellness and beauty. As part of my philosophy of holistic plastic surgery, which I created well over probably now 15 years ago, where I believe that beauty emanates from within, wellness plays an integral role in my practice. And this goes for many aspects of life that help you to live in grace and beauty, including nutrition, exercise, product services, technologies, mind, body, spirit, and science. The title of today's episode is 
Brown Matters Part 1, Biohacking Fat for Weight Loss. Did you know that you have two types of fat? In this age of frenzied and medically-assisted weight loss, I thought it was important to briefly review what we're gaining, what we're losing, what's going on, and how to manage your weight sustainably if you're interested in that. Fat makes up a certain percentage of our body, right? We all know that. Some of us more than others. Okay. The general sentiment among the public, though, is that fat is a bad thing. In fact, it's not. Fat has important functions in our body. For one, it helps us to keep warm. It physically protects some organs, and it stores calories for energy, and it also plays a role in some hormone production. So don't discount it and don't throw it all away. And did you know that we actually have two types of fat? The most common fat that's found in the body is known as white fat, even though, you know, some of it looks yellow, but it is what it is. This type of fat is predominantly responsible for energy or calorie storage. So it's just kind of there as a receptacle to receive, as far as modern science knows now. Further research may show that it actually has additional functions. But for now, we're just going to keep it simple and think of white fat slash yellow fat as, you know, there for energy and calorie storage. The second type of fat is brown fat. And there is even an in-between called beige fat, but we're just going to stick to brown fat for now. The second type of fat is brown fat. And this type of fat is involved in heat production or what's called thermoregulation. And it actually assists in metabolism. But this type of fat, this brown fat, is found in smaller amounts in the body. According to the NIH or the National Institutes of Health, quote, brown fat breaks down blood sugar or glucose and fat molecules to create heat and help maintain body temperature. Cold temperatures actually activate brown fat, which leads to various metabolic changes in the body. Most of our fat, however, is white fat, which stores extra energy. Too much white fat builds up in obesity, end quote. In this age of frenzied and medically assisted weight loss, everyone is looking for a way to manage weight for good. And with a plethora of fad diets and extreme exercise regimens, those are just not doing it for everyone. Now, there are drugs intended to help manage diabetes, actually, that have an extra added and highly desirable effect of weight loss. And you've heard the names, Ozempic, Wagovi, Sexecta, there's Contrave, Ally, Zenical, Kismia, and so many more. And if that weren't enough, Big Pharma is capitalizing big time, no pun intended, (laughs) on this wave because even more newer prescription drugs for weight loss are in the pipeline and are coming soon. I actually read the other day an article that said the monster drug for weight loss is in the pipeline and coming soon. I mean, the article called it the monster drug. We'll see what that's all about. And these, prescri- these prescription drugs make it seem so easy. I mean, these drugs make weight loss seem so temptingly easy. And regarding the common side effects of nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, constipation, you know, GI discomfort, frankly, those seem mild and tolerable if the benefit is rapid exercise-free weight loss. Oh my gosh, it's like dangling the carrot, a golden carrot. Oh, and the compliments that people receive during their transformation. And I've given folks plenty of, you know, compliments about how great they look. And, and that feel good, 
look great feeling. It's, it's chemical. It's partially hormonal, and the brain likes that. And it could be, interestingly, quite addictive. So despite the side effects of these prescription meds, who wouldn't consider it? I admit, I considered it too. <laughs> Me too, folks. I am on a post-pandemic hormonal change-related weight loss journey. So when I was asked to be part of an early study on one of these drugs, I strongly considered it. Managing what I ate did not produce results. Exercise was becoming increasingly challenging and frankly, unenjoyable. And my stress and anxiety levels were still stratospheric. So I wasn't really in the right sort of space and place to really commit to this weight loss that I'm seeking. So I said, sure, I'll get involved in this study. And I had my first injection. And then nothing happened. I mean, nothing. At the point when I was told I had to increase the dose so that something could happen, I actually paused. And I paused for a few reasons. One was that I didn't like the idea of relying on a drug to help me achieve what may be a lifelong lifestyle adjustment, right? Weight will go up and weight will go down. Weight will stay the same and then it'll go up again. Then it might come down. I think weight is adaptive. And I didn't want to have to turn to meds outside of my control to curb my weight changes throughout the rest of my life. The second reason for the pause was that I had returned from India and I actually got sick with a couple of bugs that caused GI distress and, you know, GI upset and diarrhea. I had to already be on two kinds of antibiotics and I didn't want to exacerbate my condition with more drugs that could totally mess with my microbiome plus the antibiotics and then that could all lead to more diarrhea. Not for me. The third reason for the pause was that I had read many scientific papers, or not really many, but a few scientific papers about the long-term effects of these prescription diabetes slash weight loss drugs. And what little I read, meaning what little was available about long-term results or effects of these medications, what I read discussed the possibility of thyroid cancer as well as changes to the skin that could cause excess sagging and loss of elasticity. And that's all she wrote. I read excess sagging loss of elasticity, quote-unquote, ozempic face and ozempic body. I didn't want that. That was it for me. (laughs) So that was the end of my super short-lived experience with a prescription weight loss medication. Then again, I'm not the usual or best candidate for those medications. I was looking for the results of the side effects, the weight loss. Thankfully, I am not a diabetes patient. So maybe it was just not right for me from the get-go. Is weight loss easy? No, it is not. And I speak both as a medical professional as well as from personal experience. Well, isn't weight loss simply a matter of optimizing your metabolism or, you know, eating less? Well, what is metabolism anyway? Many use that word. It's everywhere. Boost your metabolism, stimulate your metabolism, increase your metabolism. But what does that, what does that mean? What, what is metabolism exactly? I quote again from the NIH, according to the NIH, quote, metabolism involves the chemical reactions that break down the food we eat into sugars, fats, and amino acids. We then use those compounds for energy to power our bodies. They may also be used to build new cell structures. Metabolism can be impacted by many factors such as diet, 
genes, the environment, and daily activity, end quote. May I add lifestyle? Okay. So metabolism is a complex process in and of itself, and it involves a number of chemical pathways in the aim of managing the energy that is needed to maintain the normal functioning of our physiology. So it's not just, oh yeah, eat something, increase your metabolism. Oh yeah, exercise for you know an hour, increase your metabolism. No, it doesn't quite work out that way. I recently read a few more articles about how to biohack brown fat to assist with weight loss and perhaps modify your metabolism if possible. And what I read inspired me to create this episode of 15 Minutes of Fab on the Forever Fab podcast. As I mentioned, brown fat is different from white fat. Brown fat is primarily involved in heat creation and burning calories. As human adults, our body has more white fat than brown, with the brown fat being located you know, at the neck, uh, shoulder blades, um, around the kidneys or lower back, and also around the spine. These areas are not easy to reach places with exercise. White fat also has larger droplets to store fats because that's the function of white fat. It stores fats or lipids, while brown fat has smaller droplets for storage, but it has a greater number of the machinery or the engine that drives energy. And those are greater numbers of mitochondria, which are the energy centers of the cells. The research on brown fat certainly is not extensive or even definitive. In fact, it's relatively new. But what is known about brown fat is that when it is activated, and typically it's activated by exposure to cold temperature, when it is activated, that brown fat is signaled to burn calories. Burn, baby, burn. And this is the basis of the hack, of the biohack. Trigger the caloric burning by exposure to cold. So if I sit in the cold, I would burn more calories. Sounds simple, right? But is it practical? And is it readily accessible? Maybe not. Let's discuss further. Other research in 2019 in the Autophagy Journal found that thyroid hormones also stimulate brown fat to burn calories. Additionally, a study published in Nature Medicine in 2021 found that with more detectable brown fat, or those who had more detectable brown fat, had a lower risk of heart disease. So boom, another advantage of increasing your brown fat. Now this all sounds promising, but how do we activate brown fat to stimulate weight loss for those of us who are looking to do so? Well, here's the reality. We're all born with brown fat, but as with many other tissues in the body, we lose it as we age. Sadly, again, like many other tissues within the body, we cannot create brown fat. You get what you get, and that's it. But here's the good news. There's exciting, very exciting preliminary research that shows that brown fat may be activated to help achieve weight loss goals. And that shows promise. There are a number of things that you can do, even though you can't increase your brown fat, but there are a couple of things that you could do to activate it. And there's even research to suggest that even though you don't activate it necessarily, you may be able to transform or modify your currently existing white fat, which all of us have everywhere in abundance, 
certain things may lead you to be able to transform or convert that white fat to brown fat so that you can actually burn calories. This concludes part one of the episode of 15 Minutes of Fab on the Forever Fab podcast. Stay tuned next week for part two. And as always, stay beautiful and forever fabulous inside and out. As always, if you love this episode of the Forever Fab podcast, please share it and subscribe to the feed. Listen to past episodes or check out who's coming up next on foreverfabpodcast.com. If you enjoy listening to the Forever Fab podcast and you want more, get more audio and visuals with a membership through Patreon. Choose the gold, platinum, or diamond tier for premium added content, special co-hosts, lifestyle videos, branded merchandise, and maybe even private access to my clubhouse by visiting patreon.com slash foreverfab. If you're a founder or you represent a beauty brand and you want to be featured on an episode of the Forever Fab podcast segment of 15 Minutes of Fab, send me some stuff. Visit foreverfabpodcast.com and fill out the contact form. For general holistic beauty tips or to set up an appointment with me to discuss your personalized options for leveling up your beauty, visit elementsandgraces.com and sign up for my newsletter or just give us a call. And for an online e-consultation on time, anytime, and on your time, visit clicklift.com for your wellness, plastic surgery, beauty, and wellness questions on the go. That's click, C-L-I-C-K dash lift.com. It's time for the elevated house call. Jet Set Beauty Rx offers beauty on-call services near your home or other domicile, delivering beauty in the privacy of a medically equipped mobile aesthetics unit. Reserve your appointment at jetsetbeautyrx.com. Thank you for listening to this week's Forever Fab podcast episode. Until next time, stay beautiful and fabulous inside and out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.